Masechet Nazir Daf Lamid Gimel. This Daf is very special because it is the shortest Daf in all of the Talmud. Only 38 words. All those 38 words are on Amud Aleph because Amud Bet has zero words of Gemara. It's all Tosafot. All right, um, so uh, we'll have some extra time, and let's take this opportunity to uh, restudy this Mishnah, which is on um, Lamed Bet, Amud Bet, as an example of Peshuto Shel Mishnah. We all know about Peshuto Shel Mikra, where there are many cases, um, almost every Pasuk uh, in the Torah, where there's a Midrash that says one thing, and the Pashtanim uh, come and say, oh, this is according to the Midrash, however, uh, the Peshat is otherwise. And so uh, we can read the Chumash on multiple levels um, and uh, understand it as uh, according to the Midrash, or we could say, listen, uh, the words should mean exactly, precisely what they say, and thereby read a more a literal or contextual understanding of Mikra. All right, so anyone who's familiar with uh, Rashi, Rashbam, Ibn Ezra, all the classical Mefarshim, uh, recognize that there are multiple levels of studying Tanakh. Um, what we're going to see here is that this is true of Mishnah as well. Um, although the uh, cases are not as ubiquitous, um, and uh, most of the time the Gemara is explaining the Mishnah in a pretty straightforward manner, uh, but there are some cases where that's not so. And already the Rishonim point that out. So we're going to study this Mishnah. We will see a difficult, a couple of difficulties in the language of the Mishnah. The Gemara here will offer two explanations, and then we will go over to Hadambam, who gives a different alternate explanation of this Mishnah. And so this will be a great example of Pshuta Shel Mishnah. I should note there's a great book called Pshuta Shel Mishnah by Hanan uh, Gafni. Uh, so check that out, and he describes this phenomenon in great detail, including what all the Rishonim and Acharonim say about it. All right, here we go. Mishnah that we've already encountered. Hayu mehalachin baderech. There are six people that are walking on the road. And down the road, they see someone else coming towards them. And one of the six people, call him Mr. A, says, I will be a Nazir if that is Peloni. Uh, call him uh, Shimon. Okay, I'll be a Nazir if that is Shimon. Um, now, this already, we have a question. Why would he say, I'll be a Nazir if it is Shimon? Does he think that it is Shimon or that it's not Shimon? Um, if we just read it in a straightforward way, it sounds like he recognizes him far. He says, oh, that's Shimon. I'm a Nazir if that's Shimon. Now, this is weird because... To be a Nazir is a very tall undertaking. Right? It requires a lot of effort, a lot of uh, um, refraining from uh, various things and bringing korbanot at the end. You'd think if someone was taking a bet, they would be the opposite, right? If I'm wrong, then I'll be a Nazir. And here it sounds like he's saying, if I'm right, I'll be a Nazir. All right, hold on to that thought. Rambam is going to uh, answer it. But right now, let's assume that he's saying, I will be a Nazir um, if that's Peloni, because I think it is Peloni. Uh, whereas the second person, Mr. B says, B said, um, I, don't think, I don't think that's Shimon. And you know what? I'll be a Nazir if it's not Shimon, right? If I'm right and it's not Shimon, then I'll be a Nazir. Again, same question, right? Shouldn't he make it? Shouldn't it be the opposite? 
and Ambam will explain it the other way around. Now, Hareni Nazir Shehad Mikem Nazir. Mr. C, hearing his first two friends say that, says, I'll be a Nazir if one of you is a Nazir. So, just in terms of logic, it sounds like he's definitely a Nazir because, you know, either that is Shimon or it's not Shimon. So, either A is or B is a Nazir, which would sound like logically C will certainly be a Nazir. Now, D hears that and says, I'll be a Nazir if neither of you first two guys are Nazirim, A and B. So, in terms of the logic here, um, since either A or B are a Nazir, so D would, sounds like he would not be a Nazir. All right, so Shishenechem uh, Nazirim. Now, um, A, B, C, D, E says, I'll be a Nazir if you two previous guys, or it could be referring to A and B, are both Nazirim. So now we, have, now we have all logical possibilities, right? C said one of you, D said none of you, E said both of you, right? All referring to A and B, uh, whatever their status is as Nazirim. And finally, the last friend, Mr. F says, Shikulchem Nazirim, I'll be a Nazir if all five of you are Nazirim. All right, now if we stri go strictly just with logic, right, and this turns out that it is Shimon, that means A would be a Nazir, not B. C would be a uh, Nazir, because he said if one of you is a Nazir, so we have A and C are Nazirim, and D is not, because it's not zero, E is not, because it's not both of them, and F also would not be, because uh, some of the ones before are not. So in terms of strict logic, only A and C should be Nazirim, if that is in fact Shimon. All right, so this would seem to be like a straightforward kind of logic game, uh, but in fact, we're going to see three different opinions. Bet Shammai Omerim, Kula Nizirim. Bet Shammai says all of them are Nizirim. Now, why? Why would they be a Nazir, even if it turns out that they were wrong about this identification? This is because Bet Shammai, as we saw already, says that consecration in error is a valid consecration right just like before uh, the thing that comes out first uh, the black one that comes out first will be hekdesh and a white one comes out hekdesh ta'ut is hekdesh bet shemai says the same thing about a nazir someone who declares himself a, a nazir thinking that hey this person you know this is going to be true so even if it turns out to be wrong as if he said i'm a nazir thinking something even in error, he is a Nazir. So that explains Bet Shammai. Now, Bet Hillel, Bet Hillel Omrim, Eno Nazir Elamish, Lonit Kayemu Devarav. Bet Shammai says, there's a double negative here. Um, one is not a Nazir except for one whose condition has not been fulfilled. Did I say that right? Um, one is not a Nazir except, let's translate that to one is a Nazir, right? me if his words were not fulfilled. Now, this doesn't make sense. It should be the opposite. He it would say, it seemed, it, it should, should be saying, the word should say, if his words were fulfilled, meaning if his, his condition was fulfilled, then he is a Nazir. His condition is, um, this is Shimon. So if, the, if that's true, and it is Shimon, his words are fulfilled, then he is a Nazir. It's a little strange that Hillel seems to be saying, right, too many negatives here. Um, why, why was he saying, if it's not fulfilled, then he is a Nazir? Shouldn't be. So this is what the Gemara is going to ask, and Gemara will give two explanations for it, um, and Rambam is going to give a third. 
Alright. said, none of them are Nazirim. That's because, according to the Bitarfan, you're only a Nazir if you are certain when you make the vow that you are going to be a Nazir. Right? It only works if you're certain. If you have any doubt at the time that you say it, whether you actually will be a Nazir, doesn't work. And we're going to see the Pasuk that the Bitarfan learns this from. All right, good. So even though we have this, uh, you know, uh, um, interesting logic of all these six different cases and permutations, I think it's here. Uh, all these different cases are there to show us the extent of the of the range of views. Bet Shammai saying they're always nizirim, right? Even if it doesn't didn't uh, their conditions were not fulfilled, and um, you know the last person for some reason thought that they're all nizirim. Uh, turns out they're not all nizirim, but he thought that they were. Uh, when he said the vow. So he, even though he was in error, and we point out to him but afterwards, oh, listen, you made some logic mistakes, you made some reality mistakes, doesn't matter. Because he said, I am a Nazir, if, even though he said if, but he thought that those were true, so they are all Nazirim. The Bitarfon said, none of them are Nazirim, right? Even the ones that sound like they should be, because you're only a Nazir if you're sure. And Betilel says, just follow the logical track, and that would be, in our case of it is Shimon, A and C are Nezidim and not the rest. All right, Mishnah continues. Shimon turns around and walks back the other way. And, turn, uh, and we don't know who it is. If, uh, the guy, the guy who's coming towards us. We don't know if it's Shimon or not. Um, he sees these six people. I guess they're all, you know, pointing and talking to him. And so he says, I better get out of here. And he goes the other way. We never find out who it was. So now we have these six people whose uh, vows of Nezirut all depend on whether that is uh, Shimon or not. And now we can never know. So we have a case of doubt. What should we do in a case of doubt? Rabbi Shimon Omer, Yomar im maya kidvaray, hareni nazir chovavim lav, hareni nazir nedava. Okay, first, the first opinion, Tanakama here says, eno nazir, he tell lacharav, eno nazir. If he went uh, the, back the other way, then none, none of them are nazirim. He said, I'll be a Nazir if that is Shimon. He never finds out if it's Shimon. So he's out. The second B said, I'll be a Nazir if it's not Shimon. He never found out the answer. So both of them are in doubt. So whoever says a no Nazir thinks that um, when you make a Nazir in doubt, then you're off the hook. Okay, the Gemara is going to first uh, propose that this is the same opinion as Rabbi Tarfan. Uh, but that would kind of be redundant because Rabbi Tafon says they're not Nazirim, even if you know who the guy is. So what would this add that if he walks away? It must be some, someone besides Rabbi Tafon, right? It must be someone who's in the line of following Betilel, who says, well, yes, if you identify him positively, then that person is a Nazir. If you can't identify him and you don't know, then it's not a Nazir. So we're going to have to identify who this is. Um, and um, there is another opinion here, that of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, listen, if you're in doubt, you have to be mahmir about it, because maybe it was Shimon all along, and you said, if it's Rabbi Shimon, I'm a Nazir. So you know what you should do? Here's good advice. Make a condition and say, if my what I said was true, and that was Shimon, then I'll be a Nazir as an obligation for that vow, the conditional vow I just made. And if it turns out that was not Shimon, then I'm going to be a Nazir voluntarily. I'll make myself a Nazir right now. So that way he's a Nazir either way, and he covers his bases, whether that was Shimon or it was not Shimon. 
And that's the opinion of Rabbi Shimon to be machmir in cases of doubt. All right, that's the Mishnah. And uh, now the Gemara asks the question about the language of Betilel. Why is, why is Betilel say if his condition was not fulfilled, right, it, it was false, then he is a, he is a Nazir. Why should it be a Nazir if his condition turns out to be false? It should only be if it's true. So we have something wrong here. Answer number one. Rav Yudah says, Oh, you have to reword the Mishnah. You transmitted it wrong. You memorized it wrong. Here's how you should teach it. Whoever's words were fulfilled, if his condition was fulfilled, then he is a Nazir, right? If it turns out it was Shimon, then he's a Nazir. That's what Bet, that's the correct wording of Bet Hillel. Um, maybe the memorizers got mixed up with the double negatives. Um, and uh, that's the that's the proper reading. All right, that's Rav Yehuda. Um, uh, now it works, except that you have to change the words of you know. And why would the uh, you know how how did the, how did it get memorized and transmitted for the wrong way? So Abayah says, leave the words as they are. I can explain it. Abayah Amar Kegon Amar. Abaye gives a, a difficult ukimta. Right, he has to add a whole uh, assumption here uh, that the Mishnah is talking about a case where first he said, I'll be a Nazir if that is Shimon. And then he added another phrase and said, you know what? I'll also be a Nazir if it is not Shimon, right? Even if it's not Shimon, I'll be a Nazir. Um, it could be maybe he's changed his mind in the middle, right? He says, I'll be a Nazir if that's Shimon. And then he's like kind of, you know, thinking more carefully, looking more carefully. He says, you know, you know what? I'll be a Nazir if it's not Shimon. So either he's changing his mind or he says, I'm going to take it upon myself either way. He adds, he adds another condition, an opposing condition, which in the end means, right, he is or not, I'll be a Nazir. So now we still have to figure out the language. Why did Bet Shammai then say if my words, if his words were not fulfilled? Um, so what it means is his first words were not fulfilled, but rather only the second. Okay, so Abayah says, I'm going to explain this Mishnah talking about where he added another phrase, another an added condition, which is the opposite of the first condition. And when he says not fulfilled, it means the first condition was not fulfilled, the second condition but instead, the second condition was fulfilled, and that's why he is a Nazir. So he said, um, I'll be a Nazir if that is Shimon. It's actually not Shimon, but he added, oh, I'll be a Nazir if it's not Shimon. And so his first words were not fulfilled, but his second words were fulfilled. All right, you can see that this is adding um, uh, adding a whole phrase. You know, this is more difficult than Rav Yudah. Rav Yudah just uh, uh, took out one word. Um, to take out the knot and make it if his words were fulfilled. Abaye, yeah, keeps in the knot, but ends up having to assume that the person making the vow added a whole another phrase, which is, would be necessary to tell us uh, to understand the Mishnah. And, uh, and it's not in the Mishnah. Okay, so you see that uh, both of these have to change the wording of the Mishnah and don't seem to be the simple Peshat reading of the Mishnah. And when we come to Harambam, uh, he amazingly is uh, very helpful in explaining both of these problems. Okay, regarding Bet Hillel, in Rambam in the Perusha the Mishnah explains as follows. Bet Hillel omrim sheze shelo nitkayem midevarav davar ha-potro min ha-nezirut 
who shechayav benezirut. Okay, when it says that his words were not fulfilled, it doesn't mean his condition turned out to be false. It means a matter that would make him not liable to nezirut um, was not fulfilled. Uh, in other words, he says, I'll be a nazir if that is Shimon. So in order for him to get out of being a nazir, it needs to be not Shimon. Um, and so that matter, it's not the words that he said, but rather the reality, right, the bet, basically saying he lo if he loses the bet, then he is a nazir. Okay, this explanation uh, goes hand in hand with the way Rambam reads the case in its entirety. And um, here we have to look at Mishneh Torah in which he um, codifies the case, but he summarizes it. Um, obviously quoting this Mishnah, but you see how he adds um, to the background uh, in a way that we'd have to know. Now, First of all, the mom simplifies the case because you don't need really all six to prove your point. So he says there's two people walking on the road and one comes on, uh, from the other direction. And the first one, Mr. A, says, I think that that's Shimon who's uh, walking towards us. He didn't vow. He just says, I think that's Shimon. Whereas Mr. B, his friend, says, no, no, I think that's Reuven. Now that they disagree, they want to make a bet. Right, and they're going to commit themselves to their um, to their view. had any nazir im A hears that B, uh, what B said. B said, I think it's Reuven. A hears that and said, No way, it's Reuven. I'll be a nazir if you're right, and that's Reuven. So you see, Rambam here uh, fixed it. Right, you're making a bet, saying I'll be a nazir. If I'm wrong, right? If I'm wrong and you're right, and that's Reuven, I'll be a Nazir. But I know it's Shimon, so I won't have to be a Nazir. That's why he's making a bet like that. Now, the second guy hears that and says the opposite. Mr. B says, I am so sure it's Reuven, and you're wrong that it's Shimon. I'm willing to take upon myself a bet, I'll be a Nazir if it's Shimon, and you're right. So you had Rambam um, just added to the background and, uh, um, and uh, uh, of that they are uh, making a bet here. And uh, I think this is a more simple reading of the Mishnah. And it fits right into the words of the Mishnah as we can go back here and see. Rambam notices that it doesn't say had any nazir im ze peloni. He actually doesn't make a condition that it is peloni. Um, Rambam uh, sees that it says she ze peloni. And this is how he understands it. I am a nazir. I'll take upon myself a bet of nazirut that I am so sure it is peloni. That's another way of saying I'll be a nazir if it's not peloni, right? I'll be a nazir if it's not peloni. Uh, that's how I am show, uh, how sure I am that it is Piloni. Okay, Rambam in Mishnah Torah uh, reframes it because he wants to make it clearer, so he changes the language into, into a condition. But if we go back to the Perush um, Ala Mishnah, we can see how he explains it precisely uh, as follows. Im Amar hareni nazir she'en ze Piloni, um, venimsa shehu oto Piloni. He says, I'll be a nazir, that this person is not Peloni. So he thinks that it's not Peloni, and I'm willing to uh, bet 
bed in Nazirut that I'll, and I'll be in Nazir, right? I'm so sure that it's not Peloni. Now it turns out, that it is that person and he's wrong. So Lo Devarav. His view, right, his assumption was wrong. That's why he is Hayav, right? So that's uh, how uh, Rambam fits his interpretation directly into Bet Hillel's words. And this sounds like this is the Peshat of Bet Hillel's words. Um, not that he said um, a condition, but rather his assumption is what he's saying, right? Had any Nazir. Um, well, this would be Mr. B, right? I'm a Nazir based on a bet that this is not Peloni. That's another way of saying that I'm a, I'll be a Nazir only if it is Peloni because I'm so sure it's not, right? So his words were Enze Peloni. Enze Peloni is what he thinks is true, but the condition is the opposite, right? If my assumption is wrong, then I'll be a Nazir. Okay, so it's uh, it's pretty subtle, um, but once you see it, I think it seems obvious because it's very subtle and not the usual way that people talk. Um, so that's why Rambam, in his Mishnah Torah, rephrased uh, the um, uh, 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 the Mishnah and um, just focused on the two first people because you get the point from there, and he reframed it into an if. Um, to make it clearer, but in, Mish- in the Perusha Mishnah, he, um, he explains the words as is without having to add any, any more words or, any, or change anything in the Mishnah. Okay, this is quite brilliant on the part of Rambam. Rambam, of course, knew the Gemara and knew the opinions, two opinions in the Gemara, but nevertheless says, I'm going to explain the Peshat. Now, the commentaries on Hadambam like a Mishneh Lamelech ask a wonder about this and say, "Mekom akom adavar tamu asli sheyefaresh rabenu perush b'Mishnah hefech atamud after lo nafka mina mide lenyan dina." Says this is wondrous to me that Rabenu Hanambam um, in the commentary on Mishnah explains the Mishnah in the opposite way that the Talmud does, even though there's no practical difference in terms of halakha, uh, nevertheless, if there's going to be practical difference, then for sure, how could Rambam do that? But even if there's no practical difference, Rambam, how could you ignore the commentary of the Mishnah and come up with your own Peshat commentary? And he says, well, look at Tosfot Yom Tov. So look at, let's look at Tosafot Yom Tov. And he, first he explains the Rambam, Rambam's commentary. He, he quotes Rambam. And Tosafot Yom Tov makes a play on words and says, Rambam's explanation is good. Um, and even though in our Talmud, it does not explain it in that way. It doesn't matter for halacha. Okay, I was not going to go against the Gemara for halacha, but as a commentary on the Mishnah, he could say, listen, I, I think there's a simpler reading. And here is a, a fantastic statement. We have to quote this and remember it. Um, he says, I don't see any difference between commentary on the Mishnah and commentary on Tanakh, that um, everyone has a uh, has the right to explain Pesukim as we see fit, as we see from all the commentaries from the time of the Gemara. They'll say, oh, that's a Midrash, here's another commentary, right? Everybody explains Pesukim. Not, of course, in the way that it will change Halakha, but you can say this is the Peshat, even though the Halakha follows a different understanding of the Pasuk, 
אלא שצריך שלא יחריב ולפרש שום דין שיהיה סותר דעת בעלי הגמרא. So as long as it doesn't, um, it doesn't go against any legal um, conclusion of the Gemara, um, so one can look at the Mishnah and say, oh, I think that is not the Peshat. Um, and in fact, the Nitziv goes even a step further and says, that this is one of the way of the Gemara, that oh, sometimes it will change or divert the explanation of the Mishnah in order to make it accord with the Halakha. In other words, the Gemara thinks that Halakha should be B, even though the simple reading of the Mishnah is A, and so they purposely uh, reinterpret the the Mishnah that says A to mean B. And the Steve notices uh, things like that, and so he'll point out, really the Mishnah means A. Um, but the Halakha follows the interpretation of the, uh, the, the non-Peshat interpretation of the Mishnah, which is what it says in the Gemara. All right, so this is uh, an essential principle whenever we are studying Mishnah uh, to know that sometimes the Peshat is not the same as the Talmud's interpretation of the Mishnah, and this can be very helpful in many cases. All right, and now uh, last um, part of this Mishnah, Talmud says, if the, this guy that's walking towards them turned around and we never find out who it is, then uh, nobody will be a Nazir. Now, So, now this must be a, a, a contrast. The reason why he's not a Nazir is because he walked away. Otherwise, if he came to us, he would be a Nazir. So, who is the author of that, uh, this uh, law in the Mishnah? Mane ilema rebitarfon. So maybe, uh, uh, maybe I'll say it's rebitarfon. Rebitarfon is one in the Mishnah that said, any case of doubt, his person is not a nazir. So according to rebitarfon, mihave nazir. Even if he comes and he is, he is Shimon, right? And I thought he, I thought he was Shimon, and I made a vow, and he turns out he is Shimon. Rebitarfon says, since you were had some doubt, uh, and it wasn't based on uh, just you know hundred percent. Therefore, you're not a Nazir. So if I'm not a Nazir, even if it turns out to be Shimon, all the more so I'm not going to be a Nazir if he, if he goes away. So you don't even have to say this, right? This opinion cannot be to be Tarfon, because this opinion is assuming that he's only not a Nazir because he walked away. If he was here, he would be. All right. Now, uh, we don't say this, but it also can't be Bet Shammai, because Bet Shammai says a person is a Nazir no matter what. Any case of doubt, even if it's an error, right? Even if I say, I think it's Shimon, and I make a vow dependent on that. It turns out not to be Shimon. So Bet Shammai says he's still a Nazir, right? Because um, uh, and even an erroneous uh, vow is a vow. So it can't be, it can't be Bet Shammai either. So it would have to be someone within Betilel. Um, but the question is who within Betilel would say that in the case of error, you would be lenient. So, okay. Okay, this is all explaining why it can't be Talfon. Since at the time that he made, a, made the neder, he didn't know if this was the guy or not. So now he should be a Nazir because he doesn't know. According to the B.T. Talfon, even if I know who he is, even if it turns out to be who I, th- I thought he is, he's not a Nazir. Can't be Rabbi Talfon. 
והתניה, רבי יהודה אומר משום רבי טלפון, אין אחד מהם נזיר לפי שלא ניתנה נזירות אלא להפלאה. Here's the source for רבי טלפון. הברייתא says, רבי יהודה teaches in the name of רבי טלפון. None of them are nizirin. Why? Because nizirut is only, only applies in hafla'ah. Pasuk says, right, ki yafli lindor neder, regarding a nazir, only if he, hafla'ah means to do something very clearly. There, it comes from the same word as pele, which means something wondrous. Uh, that itself comes from a root mean uh, 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 to separate. From, uh, between one thing or another. So something that is wondrous is like so amazing that it's separate, it's separate from that, that, that which is ordinary. And so here it would mean uh, something that is so clear, it's like uh, clear as day, clear as a, as a miracle, um, that this person uh, did really is a nazir. So any doubt at all, the person is not a nazir, according to the Bitalfon. Um, and therefore, Bitalfon says, in no cases, even if it turns out he was right, still not a nazir. Okay, so clearly not the Bitalfon. Ela rebiuda dichrihu detanya hareni nazir amanachi hebichri hazeme akor. Valachum so shenignav o shabad, rebishimon oser, rebiuda matir. Uh, this Badaita also a Tosefta that we have seen before uh, teaches if a person takes upon himself a Nazirut, he says, I'll be a Nazir on condition that in this heap of grain there's more at least a hundred kor. He's taking a bet with his friend, look how big it is, right? And now they're gonna go and check. And now that when they go and check, they, it turns out that the heap was stolen or lost, and now they can't check anymore. There's no way to ever verify whether there had been in that uh, pile uh, more than 100 quarters, a big amount. Uh, so the Bishimon says, well, if you're in doubt, it could be that there was. Therefore, you have to be stringent. The Biuda says, well, if you're in doubt, you can be lenient and assume that there was not and a, a nizirut where there is a doubt and there's no way to verify it, then you're okay, you're off the hook. Um, so, uh, so you see that the Biuda would be the opinion of the Mishnah, uh, the anonymous opinion in the Mishnah that says a similar case person says, I think that's Abishim, I think that's Shimon, he takes a vow, and then he runs away, we don't know what it is. Well, it's a case of doubt, Rabbi Yehuda says, we give him the benefit of the doubt, and he's not a Nazir. Rabbi Shimon in, is quoted now Mishnah, saying he has to take a double vow, maybe it, maybe it was Shimon, I'll be a, vow, I'll, I'll be a Nazir uh, obligatorily, maybe it's not, I'll be a Nazir anyway, uh, voluntarily, so that way I cover all bases. That is consistent with Rabbi Shimon here. As we explained, Rabbi Shimon Savar, Kevan de Ilulonignav, Dilmahavu be me akor, Vave Nazir, Hashtamaname, Have Nazir, Hachaname, Kevan de Atala command via Inan, the Ploni Havai Have Nazir, Hashtamame, Have Nazir. In the case of the heap of grain, since it, if it were not stolen, could be that there was, in fact, a hundred kor or more, and then he would be a Nazir. So we have to. Uh, worry about that possibility and he has to be a Nazir. And so too in this case, since if the person had come and turns out that it was Peloni um, and his condition was true, so he would be a Nazir. So now also, even though he ran away and is, you know, we, we're not sure, but we have to 
um, we have to worry about the doubt and assume that he is, and therefore he will be a Nazir. The Mishnah simply adds that, well, let him take, uh, take upon himself um, a conditional uh, added vow that if it was turns out it was not, I'll be a Nazir anyway. And that way at the end, he can shave, he can bring his korbanot. Uh, no matter what was the case before, he'll be a full and proper Nazir. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.